Then Imam al-Barbahari, he continued with what occurs here on page 108 of his second volume, point number 114, that Imam al-Barbahari, he said, فَلْزَمْ جَوْفَ بَيْتِكَ وَفِرَّ مِنْ جِوَارِ الْفِتْنَةِ وَإِيَّاكَ وَالْعَصَبِيَّةِ وَكُلُّ مَا كَانَ مِنْ قِتَالٍ بَيْنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ عَلَى الدُّنْيَا فَهُوَ فِتْنَةِ فَاتَّقِ اللَّهَ وَحْتَهُمْ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ وَلَا تَخْرُجْ فِيهَا وَلَا تُقَاطِرْ فِيهَا وَلَا تَهْوَى وَلَا تُشَايِئْ وَلَا تُمَايِلْ ولا تحب شيئا من أمورهم فإنه يقال من أحب فئال قوم خيرا كان أو شرا كان كمن عمله وفقنا الله وإياكم لمرضاته وجنبنا وإياكم معاصيه الإمام البربهاري رحمه الله and when discord الفتنة occurs then remain within your house and flee from proximity to discord, fitna and beware of asabiyya beware of bigoted fanaticism <coughs> and all fighting that occurs between the Muslims for this worldly life then it is discord, fitna. So fear and be dutiful to Allah. He who is alone, having no partner, and do not go out in it, and do not fight in it, do not fall into it, do not take sides, and do not incline towards one side, and do not love anything from their affairs, since it is said he who loves the actions of a people whether they are good or bad will be just like the one who did them may Allah guide us and you to those things that are pleasing to him and may he keep us and you away from acts of disobedience to him Shaykh Fawzan he said in explanation said he's saying وَإِذَا وَقَعَتِ الْفِتْنَةُ فَلْزَمْ جَوْفَ and when discord fitna occurs then remain within your house he said when discord or fitna occurs and it is fighting between the Muslims he's defined what is fitna al-qital and it is, this discord it is fighting between the Muslims then stay within your house withhold your hand and your tongue in order to stay safe this is if your going out from your house does not contain any benefit and nothing will be accepted from you and there won't be any benefit if you, did, if you did go out there's no benefit 
you were to go out and try something, try to rectify it, it won't be accepted from you. So she said, stay in your house. This is the case. If you're going out, it does not contain any benefit, and nothing will be accepted from you. Then stay within your house. As for if you're going out along with the people and mixing with them and calling them to Allah and clarifying the truth to them contains a benefit then in that case go out he said and this is what is called al-ikhtilat wal-uzla this issue about going out and mixing with the people or not is called al-ikhtilat wal-uzla mixing with the people or keeping away from the people he said al-ikhtilat mixing and al-uzla remaining apart remaining detached which of these two is best he said we say this varies this is something which varies so if mixing with them contains a benefit and you can call to Allah and make the truth clear then in this case mixing with them is what is best mixing with them is better whereas if mixing with the people and calling them produces no benefit at all then keeping away from them is what is best and he makes a further clarification and said this is the case with regard to the person who has own, who has knowledge and what we just heard there if, if it produces benefit mixing with them, you can call them to Allah make the truth clear to them it's better to go out if, you, if it's not going to benefit it's better to stay in your house and don't mix with them he said this is the case with regard to the person who has knowledge but as for the person who does not have ilm, who does not have knowledge, then he should yaktazil, he should keep away whatever is the situation. So that he himself will not be put to trial whilst he does not realize and is not aware. So the jahil, the ignorant person, should remain within his house. And as for the alim, as for the scholar, then the detail applies as we have mentioned. In times of fitna, does the knowledge, if it's going to benefit him going out, then he goes out. If it will not benefit, then he stays in his house. As for the jahil, he stays in his house in either case. In time of fitna, he stays in his house. He said, his saying, وَإِيَّاكَ وَالْعَصَبِيَّةِ And beware of asabiyyah blind, bigoted fanaticism fanatical adherence Sheikh Fawzan said meaning bigoted, ad- bigoted attachment to falsehood being blindly attached to something that's false and just supporting your own opinion or your group which you ascribe yourself to he said Make the truth your intent and your aim, whether it is with you or with someone else. 
whether it is with your group or with a group different to your group make your aim the truth and the truth is the lost property of the believer Where, wherever he can find it he should take it as for the one who just blindly sticks to his own opinion and he rejects the truth then this person is upon the religion of the days of ignorance the days of Jahiliyyah and this is a case of blind partisanship of the days of ignorance and it is not from Islam so the Muslim seeks after the truth and he follows the truth whoever it is with this is the true Muslim he makes his desires follow that which the Messenger وسلم, came with as occurs from the Prophet وسلم, in the hadith which occurs in the Arba'een, the 40 hadith <coughs> and was declared authentic by Annawi that he said لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يكون حواه None of you will truly believe until he makes his desires follow that which I came with. In a footnote here, they mention with regard to this hadith, as was indicated here, it's a hadith in the 40 hadith of Imam Nawawi, and they mention checking that this is preceded in the first volume. I'll just repeat what we had at that point that with regard to this narration, it's reported by Ibn Abi Asim in his book of Sunnah as hadith number 15 by Al-Badhuri in Shaykh al-Sunnah and by others besides and this hadith was declared weak da'if by Shaykh al-Albani in his checking of a sunnah and in Al-Mishkat as well hadith number 167 and Shaykh al-Albani said with regard to it the chain of narration is weak because it contains Nu'aym ibn Hammad who was weak Nu'aym ibn Hamad, the great imam, imam and scholar of the Sunnah however in narration as the Sheikh said he was weak and he said and it was declared weak by Al-Hafid ibn Rajab on account of other reasons and he criticized an for declaring it authentic so refer to his book Jami al-Ulum wal-Hikam he referred to the book of Al-Hafid ibn Rajab in explanation of the 40 hadith of An-Nawi Jami' al-Ulum wal-Hikam he explains the 40 hadith of Imam Nawi in, in great detail and he adds a ten, 10 further hadith on top as well, so it becomes 50 hadith and he explains them or the 42 in the 40 hadith of An-Nawi and 8 more on top we also had in the first volume the side point as well from the Sheikh, the grandson of Sheikh al-Islam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab Sheikh Suleiman ibn Abdullah in his explanation of Kitab Tawheed Taysir al-Aziz al-Hamid that he said when he mentioned this narration its meaning is authentic for certain and the meaning of this narration is authentic for certain even if its chain of narration is not authentic and even if we can't attribute it correctly to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the chain of narration may not be authentic 
but the meaning of what's contained in it is a, is a fact, a certain fact. He said, and its basis is found in many places in the Quran, such as in his saying, He the Most High, فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِي مَا شَجِرَ بَيْنَهُمْ Surah Nisa, the fourth surah, I 65. With the explanation, so no, by your Lord, they will not truly believe, they will not truly believe until they make you, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu judge between them in whatever disputes occur between them. And he mentioned a number of ayahs with that same meaning. He's establishing the point that the meaning is correct. So then after mentioning the narration, none of you truly believes until his desires follow that which I came with. And Shaykh Fawzan said, he said, and this is proven true by his saying, He the Most High. In the explanation, and in the context of the people of the book before, people of the scripture before, with the explanation. Whenever a messenger came to them with that which their souls did not desire, then some of them they denied and some of them they killed. Then Shaykh Fazan said, his saying, in the saying of the author, Imam al-Barbahari, his saying, وَكُلُّ مَا كَانَ مِنْ قِتَالٍ بَيْنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ عَلَى الدُّنْيَا فَهُوَ فِتْنَةٍ and all fighting that occurs between the Muslims for this dunya, for this worldly life then it is fitna, it is discord Sheikh Fawzan said fighting between the Muslims is not permissible because the blood of a Muslim is haram inviolable, forbidden to shed he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said لا يحل دم امرئ مسلم إلا بأحدى ثلاث النفس بالنفس والثيب الزاني والتارك لدينه المفارق للجماعة The Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said The blood of a Muslim person is not permissible to be shed except on account of one of three things a life for a life and a married person who commits fornication and one who abandons his religion and separates from the united group upon the truth in a footnote they mention this hadith reported by Bukhari and Muslim the reference in Al-Bukhari should be Hadith 6878 of a Mu'ahad a non-Muslim who is living under a treaty with the Muslims a non-Muslim who has a treaty with the Muslims who has a treaty 
between himself and the one in authority over the Muslims or who has a guarantee of security and aman from an individual from the Muslims then his blood will be forbidden on account of the treaty or the guarantee of security and Allah the Majestic and Most High says وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ Surah Al-Isra, 17th Surah, Ayah 33 With explanation And do not kill the soul that Allah has made forbidden to kill except by right Shaykh Razan said And the soul which Allah has made it forbidden to kill is the believing soul or the soul which is under a treaty or that which has been granted security this is the soul which Allah has made it forbidden to kill in one of these three a believer or a non-Muslim under a treaty with the Muslims or a non-Muslim granted security this is the soul which Allah has made it forbidden to kill so it is not permissible for it to be killed except by, by a right and the right is that which the Messenger وسلم, explained as being one of three either Qisas retaliatory punishment a life for a life meaning a murderer is executed or a person who has been married then commits adultery that he is stoned until he dies or an apostate who is killed for his apostasy this is what renders the blood of a Muslim lawful to shed and whatever is besides that then the blood of the Muslim is haram, forbidden unless it is a case unless there are bughat rebellious aggressors or khawarij who rebel against the Muslims or commit aggression against the Muslims then they are fought against in order, in order to repel their evil not for disbelief it's rebellious aggressors that come out from the Muslims and oppose the rest of the Muslims or some Khawarij attack the Muslims then they are fought to repel their evil they are not fought for being disbelievers but they are fought to repel their evil from the Muslims he said so the Khawarij are fought against and the Bughat, the rebellious aggressors those who attack the Muslims are fought against those who take that which may not be violated as being permissible to violate they are killed they are fought rather he said they are fought to repel their evil and the Prophet وسلم, commanded that they be fought against and Allah commanded that the Bughat the rebellious aggressors should be fought against he the Most High said 
وإن طائفتان من المؤمنين اقتتلوا فأصلحوا بينهما فإن بغت إحداهما على الأخرى فقاتلوا التي تبغي حتى تفيء إلى أمر الله سورة الحجراء سورة And if two groups of the believers fight, then establish peace between them. And then, if one of them transgresses against the other, then fight against the one that transgresses, until it returns to the command of Allah. The Shaykh said, So Allah commanded that the rebellious aggressors should be fought against. And the Prophet ﷺ commanded fighting against the Khawarij. And he said, Wherever you find them, then kill them. <coughs> in a footnote they mention, this hadith is reported by Al-Bukhari in his Sahih, and it should be hadith 5057, 5057. And reported by Muslim as Hadith 1066-1066 from a Hadith of Suwayd bin Ghafala from Ali radiallahu anhu. And Shaykh Razan commented upon this Hadith, the command to, to kill the Khawarij, he said, to repel their evil from the Muslims. So this is a necessary detail with regard to fighting against the Muslims. The asal, the basic principle is that it is not permissible unless it is a situation of bari, of aggression some of them commit aggression or a situation of rebellion, khuruj against the Muslims and likewise will be the case if a Muslim attacks you intending to seize your wealth or intending to kill you or intending to commit an act of lewdness with your wife then you should repel him in the lightest manner and easiest manner and if he cannot be repelled except by killing then you kill him if you, you repel him as, do the lead, what you need to repel him if he can't be repelled except by killing then you have to kill him then and his, and his killing will be blood that has no legal consequences so the blood of a Muslim becomes permissible on account of an assault which he makes or aggression or rebellion or tariq or cutting off the, the road brigandry, highway robbery cutting off the roads this renders the blood of a Muslim permissible to shed and that is not on account of his becoming a disbeliever rather it is just to repel his evil from one's person or from that which may not be violated or from one's wealth so even your wealth don't let him seize your wealth stop him even if it has to be by killing and likewise acts of aggression against the Muslims in general and against their security, their state of security <coughs> by their cutting off roads or committing aggression 
for rebelling against the Muslims. And he said, he's saying, Ala dunya fitna. The Muslim, Muslims fighting each other for this dunya, for this world. This is fitna, this is discord. And just as a small side point, then Shaykh Salih al-Suhaymi, then he made the point here, that that is the case, if it's a matter of Muslims fighting each other for this dunya, then no doubt that is fitna. If it's a case, however, where there is a jama'ah jama of the Muslims, the body of the Muslims upon the truth, and they have a ruler, and then someone goes out and opposes them, rebels against that ruler, then we don't say this is fitna. We say rather we should aid, it's obligatory that we aid that Muslim ruler. The Muslim ruler, and the Muslims with him, and someone rebels, and it's obligatory that we aid. We don't say that's fitna, we stay away, rather we aid that one, we aid that ruler. Aid those Muslims who have been rebelled against. If it's a case, as mentioned here, if it's a case rather it's just groups of Muslims, two groups of Muslims fighting for this dunya, then that is fitna. So back to what Shaykh Hazan said, he said, he's saying, ala dunya fahuwa fitna. They're fighting for this world, then it will be fitna, discord. Shaykh Hazan said. Meaning, if there is fighting between the Muslims for this world, for this dunya, and it is not done defending security or defending the sanctity of the Muslims or defending the wealth of the Muslims rather it is done just to plunder the wealth and to seize the wealth so if the Muslims fight each other for the wealth then the one who kills and the one who is killed will be in the fire. He, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, إِذَا أَلْتَقَلَ مُسْلِمَانِ بِسَيْفَيْهِمَا فَالْقَاتِلُ وَالْمَقْتُولُ فِي النَّارِ قَالُوا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ هَذَا شَأْنُ الْقَاتِلُ فَمَا بَابُ الْمَقْتُولُ Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, when two Muslims meet with their swords, then the killer and the one who is killed will be in the fire. So they said, O Messenger of Allah, this is, the, this is clearly the case with regard to the killer. But what about the one who is killed? Shaykh Razan said, meaning, why should the one who is killed be in the fire? That's what their question meant. Why should the one who is killed be in the fire? So he said, إِنَّهُ كَانَ حَرِيصًا عَلَىٰ قَتْلِ صَاحِبِهِ he responded, he was striving to kill his companion. He was eager and striving to kill his companion. The hadith, as I mentioned in the footnote, is reported by Abu Bukhari as hadith number 31, and Muslim as hadith 2888 to 8888 from Abu Bakr, of the companion, which sometimes people confuse with Abu Bakr it's a different companion Abu Bakr who was Nufay just a side point who was Nufay and was Nufay or his title was Nufay Ibn al-Harith al-Thaqafi which from the people of Ta'if he accepted Islam in Ta'if and fled to the Muslims during the siege of Ta'if and in later life he settled in Basra and died in the year 51 so it's Hadith Abu Bakr and Shaykh Razan said 
explaining this hadith, he said, mentioned about the, the, the one who was killed, he said his intention was to kill his companion, if he had been able to do so. So therefore he will be in the fire, and Allah's refuge is sought. Based upon his intention, and based upon his holding the blood of his brother to be permissible for him. So therefore he will enter the fire. Then Shaykh Barzan said, he's saying, وَلَا تَخْرُجْ فِيهَا وَلَا تُقَاتِلْ فِيهَا So we go to discord, and there's infighting between the Muslims, there's a discord, fitna. He's saying, and do not go out in it, and do not fight in it. Shaykh Barzan said, meaning in fitna, in discord. He's saying, وَلَا تَهْوَى وَلَا تُشَايِئْ وَلَا تُمَايِلْ and do not fall into it and do not take sides and do not incline to one side Sheikh Bazan said do not take sides with the people of discord, fitna and aid them and support them and defend them don't do that don't aid them, support and defend them because then you will be participating along with them if you defend them and if you declare their view to be correct even if you do not go out along with them even if you stay where you are but you support their view aid them, assist them as I said, then you will be participating along with them for you will be sharing with them in sin and in outrage and in transgression and today there are those people who support the people who set off explosions and the people who cause destruction and who call this jihad and fisabilillah there are some people these days who support this type of behavior support those people who set explosions off those who cause destruction and who call it jihad in Allah's cause so they kill Muslims and non-Muslims under protection and they cause destruction and they cause alarm amongst the Muslims and they say those those ones who do it, they they say or those who support them say this is jihad in Allah's cause and they defend them and those people are just the same as them with regard to the ruling and Allah's refuge is sought um, and those people who commit these acts of terrorism those people who support it they're just the same in ruling as the ones who do it <coughs> Sheikh said they're just the same in ruling and Allah's refuge is sought because they support them and they declare their view to be correct so the matter is tremendously dangerous so you may actually be participating along with them even though you are not carrying weapons along with them because of the fact that you are aiding them and declaring their view to be correct indeed even worse than that is that you describe their actions as being jihad in Allah's cause and Shaykh finished with a final paragraph and said he's saying 
فإنه يقال من أحب فعال قوم خيرا كان أو شرا كان كمن عمله since it is said whoever loves the actions of a people whether they be good or bad then he will be just like the one who does them Sheikh Fawzan said whoever loves the actions of a people will be just like those who did the action so if it is good then he will receive the like of their reward and if it was evil then there will be upon him the like of their burden of guilt and sin and Allah's refuge is so and therefore there occurs regarding the person who wishes to be like the alim, like the scholar there occurs with regard to a person who wishes to be like the scholar who teaches the people good that he will receive the like of his reward and the person who wishes to be like the rich person who spends his wealth in Allah's cause that he will receive the like of his reward in accordance with his intention and likewise the opposite is the case whoever wishes to be like the criminal like the people who commit sins and he will be a sharer with them in sin or one who, one who supports their view and declares it to be correct he will be like them even if he didn't actually do the like of their deed just on account of the fact that he declared their opinion to be correct and he inclined towards them so a person should beware of becoming destroyed without even realizing in these fitan, these tribulations, in this discord and in these evil activities and do not speak except with what is good otherwise remain silent and that's where Sheikh Razan ends explanation of this point and with regard to just very briefly the explanation of Sheikh Ahmad al-Najmi rahimahullah and he said briefly on this point he said so here the author encourages a person staying within his house when there is fitna when there is discord taking hold of the hadith of Muhammad ibn Maslama and others from the hadith such as the hadith of Uqbah Ibn Amir radiallahu anhu who said I said O Messenger of Allah man najah what is salvation? so he said amlik alayka lisanak waliyasa'aka baytuk wabki ala khati'atik so the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said hold onto your tongue and let your house be sufficient for you and weep upon your sin weep about your sins reported by Imam Ahmad and at Tirmidhi and he said about it the hadith is Hassan good and as I mentioned the footnote Shaykh Al-Bandi said the hadith is Sahih authentic then the Shaykh said Shaykh Ahmad <coughs> he said and in that 
regard, there is a warning against drawing close to fitna, to discord, and against aiding its people. In, in, in the hadith, there is a, a warning against drawing close to fitna, discord, and against aiding its people, or taking part along with them, or being pleased with the action of those who stir it up and promote it to such an extent that the Prophet ﷺ commanded whoever reaches it, whoever reaches discord that he should withhold his hand and stick to his house to such an extent that he said and if you fear I mean if discord breaks upon you in the context of if, if the discord breaks into your house so he said to the extent that he even said and if you fear the dazzling of the flashing or if you fear the flashing of the sword then throw the edge of your cloak over your face such that he carries his sin and the sin of killing you and he will be from the companions of the fire and some of the people just go even breaks into your house and you fear that you may waver in your resolve and throw your garment upon your, upon your face so you can't see what he's doing and let him kill you so that he has his own sin and the sin of killing you upon him so that he is from the people of the fire reported as I said by Abu Dawood and Ahmad and the Merger and the wording is his and as they mentioned the footnote declared Sahih authentic by Shaykh al-Awlani he said and there are a number of narrations reported from Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu that he said there will occur affairs which are unclear so upon you is to remain hidden for being a follower upon good will be better than being a leader upon evil 